everybody, and welcome to Not Safe for Weebs. I am one of your hosts, Emma Fife, And I'm your other host, Chris Lamb. The other half of this yes. podcasting duo that is here to enlighten yes. the masses. Your worst half. <laughs> you are not my worst half. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen the things I've done. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, dear. Uh, okay, better never Google search you. I'm just going to like make a little mental note of that. Uh, before we get into today's episode, let's talk about our fandom term of the day. Ooh. Our fandom term of the day today, Chris, is OOC, Ooh. aka out of character, which refers to a character behaving in a way in a fan work that is not in sync with how that character behaves in the work from which they originate. Right. Uh, this may be intentional or unintentional, and it's almost always to the detriment of the story. Interesting. Okay, so it has a negative connotation to it? It does have a negative connotation. Okay. Now, there are times where it's, if someone is writing a fanfic where they are actively aware that one of the characters being featured in it is behaving out of character, a lot of the time those works are of the comedic variety and so they're acting out of character for the sake of comedy uh, I see. and in that case it's not to the detriment because it is serving the sort of comedic narrative the parody whatever it is now a lot of the time when you are dealing with comedic works when people say the characters are behaving out of character it's not really that they're behaving out of character or ooc as it is they're exaggerating a singular character trait mm that makes the character seem like they are just one thing, like, say, super aggro. Right. Um, when in actual fact, that character, like a Bakugo, has many layers to them. Right. That's, uh, that's actually what I was going to talk about, is like, like, oh, well, like, what about, like, the layered nuances that we might see in certain doujin where it, where it's like, you know, like, oh, well, we would think that this person's, like, more dominant, but actually, like, they have a See, that side. I wouldn't say is OOC, though. Right. I right. would say that's, that that's that, that is layer and nuance. That is different than Love a character being out of character. Out of right. character would be like if... So, again, on our, on our, our My Hero episode with Cheyenne that we just did, I referenced the fact... And it was too much information, probably, but that I'm super into the idea of Bakugo being a power bottom. Yes, um, yes. That's not out of character. That That is a layer of his character being like, oh, I'm so aggro and in control all the time that, like, when it comes to being in the bedroom, like, I kind of like to be dominated. Right, right. Um, Bakugo being OOC would him suddenly being a, like, shrinking, sweet, like... Uh, I don't want to be involved in this and right. like just do whatever you want to me kind right. of thing. And it not having it not be him putting on an act. Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. So yeah, out of character. That's, that is it. Nice. So um, I'm very excited for you this week. Thank Emma. you so much. <laughs> I'd like to thank my mom. Uh, it was really inevitable uh, that we would get into this series sooner rather than later yes. uh, because um, as I have said many times, it's 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 at the forefront of my mind, uh, yeah. especially because the Cindered Shadows DLC uh. or downloadable content came out very recently. We are talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yes. Uh, specifically, we are talking about the uh, Claude X Byleth, also known as Claude Lith, uh ship, which, you know, I'm really excited about. And I like both ways. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I like Clodlith, whether it's it's female Byleth or male Byleth. Ooh, same, same. Oh, it's good. It's good both <laughs> ways. Yeah. Uh, which I think, is, I think 
In my head, Claude swings both ways. Yeah. Well, okay, here's... We're going to go a tiny sure. tangent right now sure, before sure. we get into Fire Emblem. Um, <laughs> so basically, most of the characters in Fire Emblem Three Houses are bi. Right. Almost every character has yes. a paired ending with a character of the same sex. Right, right. It's just that, unfortunately, not all of the characters are bi for Byleth. Right, right. Yeah. This is more unfortunate on the men side of thing. I think there are a lot of real good lady Uh, options. uh, There are so many good lesbian options in this game. You're so right. You're so right. Like so many. You're so right though. You're so right. There's only one that I think is super weird that doesn't exist. Like it's weird to me that uh, Lady Byleth can't romance Manuela. Like I feel like she should be able to. And also like Manuela has a paired ending with Dorothea. So right. Right. But yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's my little yes. thing. We'll, we'll, we'll get into more of that yeah, as, yeah, as yeah, we yeah, get yeah. deeper into this, but so Emma, yes. Would you like to tell not me because I, I <laughs> also, know. I also played the game too and I loved it. Um, tell people who might not know by some chance, <laughs> by some chance, not know if about... If you follow me on Twitter, you're at least aware of the existence of Fire Emblem Three <laughs> yeah. Houses, uh, which is a tactical role-playing game developed by Intelligent Systems and Koei Tecmo for Nintendo Switch. It is the 16th entry in the oh, Fire man. Emblem series. Oh, man. Uh, and the first one released for home council since uh, Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn was originally released in 2007. By and large, these have been... Uh, uh, mobile system titles, Nintendo, like Game Boy DS type things. Now Switch, yes. again, it's it's somewhere between a home console, but certainly it's been a real thrill for me to be able to play Fire Emblem on a TV screen. Uh, Since GameCube, yeah. Yeah, and not just on my, uh, my like, handheld version of Switch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's a little bit about the story. Mm. It takes place on the fictional continent of Fodlan, which is divided into three rival nations, the Adresian Empire, the Holy Kingdom of Fargus, and the Leicester Alliance, all of whom are currently at peace with one another. The, the story for this game is very directly inspired by another older Fire Emblem title from the 90s mm. called Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War, uh-huh. which also had a big influence on Fire Emblem Awakening, which is the game that really revitalized this series. Yes, I um, remember. It was certainly the first Fire Emblem game I ever played. Me too, actually. I, I'm actually... Okay, so so I, I I thought you were... Yeah, so anyways, yes. I That was my first Fire Emblem game too. I remember seeing uh, the GameCube games and just thinking like, oh, this is way too intimidating. Like, yeah. I, like I, I'm not I'm not going to have the responsibility put on me to have well, these characters die again, on me. Again, it was one of those things where when I, I was initially introduced to Fire Emblem, I think the way that most Western audiences were, which was via Super Smash Brothers. Right, yeah. Because Marth and Roy were playable characters. Right, and everybody was just like, we... What is Fire yeah. Emblem? But here's the thing. <laughs> so Marth is voiced by Hikaru Midorikawa, who is a very famous seiyu. Yes. Uh, for me, I was introduced to him, of course, as the voice of Hiro Yui in Gundam Wing, but he's also like Zulgadis and Slayers, which I was super into. And he's just, right. his his IMDb is massive. Yes. Uh, but he was the voice of Marth. And so instantly I went, well, I want to play as this character because I like to seiyu, his yeah. Japanese voice actor. Right, right, um, right. And, uh, and so I always had a, a sort of passing interest in Fire Emblem. Um, and then I, when I got my Nintendo DS, I was looking for a good JRPG to sink my teeth into, and Awakening had gotten such oh, good reviews. Such good reviews. 
Yeah, so same. I went, I think I'll play this. Uh, and oh boy. Oh, what a great decision. Oh boy. Yeah. Like I, uh, I was just going to say that um, I remember reading a lot about how like Nintendo literally went to the studio making Fire Emblem and, and was like, hey, you know, like if this one doesn't hit like. Yes. We're, like we're not. We're done with these. Yeah. We're, we're not doing Fire yeah. Emblem anymore. And, and like. Thank God they knocked it out of the Dang, park. Dang, Intelligent Systems like pulled out all the stops. Oh boy, yeah. All the stops. And then Koei Tecmo, who also worked with them on uh, Three Houses, did... Koei Tecmo is known for doing the Warriors games, yes. like the Dynasty Warriors, and they did Fire Emblem Warriors. Ooh, yeah. Um, which is real fun to play co-op, by the way. Like you can play like so much more fun. You than can play like player. split screen co-op. It's yeah. very old school, but yeah. it's really fun. I know. I've I played the Dynasty Warriors before too. I I actually learned a lot about like Chinese Chinese mm-hmm. uh, uh, Romance of the yeah. Three Kingdoms from them, and like well, and Romance of the Three Kingdoms is another one of the inspirations behind this title. I didn't even Three think Houses. Of that. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's so cool. Yep. Uh, at the start of the game, all three of the heirs to the various nations are enrolled at the Officers Academy at Garrick monastery hence the three houses of the game it's like the, the houses in hogwarts right sort of right it's just that the these hogwarts houses don't represent like a personality type it just represents they represent like, different kingdoms the actual region yeah, that they're that from. these people are from um the monastery is the headquarters of the church of saros which is the continent's dominant religion and very much an influential power in its own right it's also largely responsible for keeping the peace between the kingdoms uh, the, the kingdom and the alliance after they split from the empire long before before the events of the game take place. So basically, Fodland used to all be uh, under the united rule of the Adrestian Empire. Think of them as like the Targaryens in, yes. in Game of Thrones. Yes, yes. And they really are like the Targaryens in Game of Thrones. Yes, they are. Uh and then the there was rebellions and the kingdom got the blessing of the church to be its own thing. And then a bunch of other people were like, well, we want to be our own thing, too. And that became the Lester Alliance. Right. Um, the three houses that are mentioned in the title are uh, the Black Eagles, which are led by Edelgard von Hressvelg, who is the crown princess of the Adrestian Empire. Uh, the Blue Lions, which is led by Dimitri Alexander Blathed. That's how they pronounce it in English. Like the two D's is pronounced as a TH for some reason. I think, I don't know. My voices are in Japanese. Right. Sorry. Is, the the like, dub is great. But, yeah, like, uh, is Hressfeld is and, and Blythid, is, is, is it like German or something? I, I think it's all meant to be a little German. The, yeah. It's a lot of it is Germanic or French. Right. Right. Uh, sounding. Yeah. Um, uh, and he is the um, prince of the Holy Kingdom of Fargus. He, his dad is dead. Uh, so his uncle is like the king regent and he's kind of, useless uh and dimitri really wants to inherit the throw but he hasn't come of age yet yes because um, he's only 17 at the beginning of the game uh and then the golden deer which is led by claude von regan who is the grandson of duke von regan and the heir to the lester alliance uh at the start of the game the protagonist default named byleth who can be male or female aids the three house leaders in a fight against some bandits um, at that time, they also make a connection with Sothis, a mysterious amnesiac green haired girl seen only in their dreams and only they can hear them. Right. Yes. Um, uh, after the battle, uh, Byleth and their dad, Gerald, who used to be the captain of the Knights of Saros, all go back to Garrig Mock Monastery. They're like escorting the students back so that they can arrive safely uh, and immediately gets a job as a professor at the Officers Academy. Right. And then the rest of the game depends on which house you pick. Yep. Pretty, pretty much um, the, the head of Garrick Mock. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, uh, uh, the Archbishop Rhea. Yes. Archbishop Rhea, the, the owner and leader of Garrick Mock, basically yes. is like, 
hey, you're going to work here now. And yeah, it's and, not and even like, a, hey, do you want a job? Yeah. It's just like you have a job now. Yeah, And they're both like, OK, I sure, guess. Cool. All right. Can't turn this down. Yep. So the gameplay is part strategy RPG, uh, part visual novel. <laughs> I mean, that's yes. really what it is, because yes. a lot of the social interaction, you don't have a whole lot of control over. You're kind of just watching these events unfold as you build up bonds between characters and you unlock their support conversations. Yeah. Unless Byleth is involved in the support conversation, you have you don't have any control over it. You're just like, yes, I would like to see these characters interact with one another. Right. Yeah. It's It's very interesting because, like, I can see that the developers are kind of leaning more into, like... A persona as like mm-hmm. building building relationship points yes. and then getting to the next scene between them as yes, opposed yes. to just being like okay so we just finished the battle and now we're gonna have our next support conversation yeah exactly um and yeah and this game also uh includes a lot more exploration than previous fire emblem titles yeah. because by and large fire emblem is in terms of the gameplay again it's a visual novel and it's a strategy rpg so you have these long strategic battles the battles are very much an exercise in patience they take a long time and you have to think it's again it's it's strategy it's not like a jrpg where you have a bunch of random encounters and there's and basic weakness quickly. types yeah exactly like this is complex yes very complex uh yep. yeah. but in three houses there is an exploration element because you can explore the monastery and there's different activities you can do there that build up uh your your skill levels in certain weapons that build build up your your ranks in uh in your various stats uh and also your support ranks with people uh yeah but uh let, let's talk a little about the characters that we are are discussing as far as shipping goes today. Yes. Uh, yes. So we'll start off with Byleth Eisner. Byleth is a is a mercenary uh, who becomes a military school professor at a very young age. <laughs> yeah, he or she, depending on yes. which you choose, is like twenty one. Yeah, like again, there's there's a whole thing in the game where they're people are constantly asking Byleth how old they are, and they're like, right. I don't really know. But yeah. you can do the math and figure it out. Yeah. As the as the game goes on, you learn about some stuff that makes you go, oh, okay. And I, I understand how yeah. old this character and, and, is. And what I also like is is that like later, also depending on what route you take, mm-hmm. um, you also kind of actually get an explanation of why Byleth is actually so quiet. Yeah. Which, yeah. which I, I, I like that. I, yeah. I, I respect it when, when they're well, not just like. And they further explained it in the DLC. Ooh, okay. In okay. Shadows. Okay. They get okay. into some stuff with Byleth's mom that you're like oh okay that kind of that also makes sense and it adds another layer to like who by okay actually yeah now, is. now i need to buy the dlc oh my god you guys you can buy a dlc expansion pass for this game i think it is 18 dollars or something like that it is so worth it the dlc in this game is amazing you get all kinds of outfit changes you got a whole freaking side story there's a bunch of other like side paralogues um it, it's just it's great Okay. The DLC is super okay. worth it. In I haven't this game. played it yet. I apologize. Um, yeah. So Byleth is again um, a silent protagonist. They lean into the silent protagonist, taking it to the level of like Byleth isn't super talkative. Right. Um, like the, the uh, he or she does have a voice actor though. Yeah, they and, do. And, and like they only 
express themselves like in major moments or like when they level yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They're very bad at expressing their emotions, yeah. which again is explained. Um, but if you look at Byleth's likes in the game, it says that they like swords being trusted and helping people, you know, very which wholesome, is, which is very wholesome. Yeah. Even though they're also known as the Ashen demon and are like a right. super uh, scary mercenary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's a, it's, um, that's Byleth. Byleth, don't you don't have as many options in terms of shaping Byleth's uh, personality as you would in, say, like a Persona game. Right. Where the main character, you tend to have a lot of dialogue options. Right. In this game, you tend to have two. Two. And they're neither of them are, like, particularly sassy yeah, or and, anything. And, 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 like, as someone... Though she can be kind of, like, dryly sarcastic. Yeah, totally. Which I like. Yeah. Um... I definitely, you know, this is not a knock on the game per se because no. like, I still, I still love the game to pieces. But like, I definitely noticed like certain dialogue options where like, okay, well, we've gotten the same response either way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally fine. I, I get totally it. Totally fine. Yeah. Again, th- this, this was ambitious. Yes. In a lot of ways. Absolutely. Uh, and so the fact that, because I mean, again, the entire game is complete. Like every single bit of dialogue is spoken. There's no, cause like in previous Fire Emblem games, you'd have a support conversation and characters would give like a, well, and you just read the dialogue right. box in this. They say everything that's it, in the dialogue box. Yeah, yeah, box. yeah. And you know, every, like they're 3D models and, and. It's crazy. And, and like, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's like, you know, s- specified body expressions for each line. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really impressive when yes. you think about just like the amount of data that is in this game. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on to uh, the other uh, half Ugh. of this ship that we are talking about today, uh, and that is the heir to the Lester Alliance, yes. Claude von Regan. Um, so Claude turns up out of nowhere, uh, a little not too too long before the events of the game, and is declared the heir to the Lester Alliance by his grandfather, Duke von Regan, who, to that point, uh, didn't. There was. No heir? Yeah, it's something about, like, his well, crest, right? Yeah, well, and his kid also, uh, he has a daughter who ran off, w- who is Claude's mom. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, Claude basically kind of just turns up and it's like, oh, look, actually, here here is a child uh, who does bear the crest of Regan. Uh, right. Look, he can be the heir. And the Duke's like, cool, this is going to be him now. In this society... There's a real emphasis in noble bloodlines yes. on the people who are actually able to inherit their thrones of their various houses. Yeah, like they there's... have to bear a crest, which is kind of it's like a it's like a magical symbol that gives you some extra abilities. Right, like in in gameplay, it gives you like a boost of of, sure. of some sort. But like it's 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 uh, I I love that the way that this uh, Me like too. societal system institution is kind of like uh, integrated into the storyline because yes because I, I i love these types of stories where like you know the more quote-unquote privileged royal mm-hmm. royal folk are, are, are like yeah having a crest is like not that great actually because yeah because it kind of ruins people's lives right, because, because like it just feels like my destiny is kind of just determined now yep and then you know people who are, don't have crests are like man i wish i had a crest because then i wouldn't be poor totally yeah it's it, it the the dynamics between commoners and nobles are it it's really, really well executed in this yeah. game. And the Lesser Alliance, by and large, 
it's kind of presented as being the most accepting of all of them, even though, yeah, they still have nobles with crests at the head of all of the noble houses. Yes. Within the Leicester Alliance, the alliance itself is sort of a democracy. Right. It's it's the closest to a, to a democracy, yeah. definitely, because like it's it's kind of just like, as the name suggests, it's a coalition of like yes. different smaller houses, right? Right, right, right. As, as opposed to like a kingdom. Exactly. So it's like Duke von Regan is the leader of the Leicester Alliance, but he's not like the king. My word is the word of God. Right. I'm not. No rep- one can question right. me. I'm not an agent of Saros or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's definitely uh, the most sort of progressive of all of the the, the various uh, regions within right. Fodlan. Yes. Um, so Claude, here's here's some spoilers. So jump ahead like thirty seconds if you don't want to know. Uh, the reason that Claude um, was seemed to turn up out of nowhere is because he actually grew up in the neighboring region of Elmira, because his mom ran off with the king of Elmira. So he's actually also the prince of Elmira. So he's going to inherit both both kingdoms, both like the kingdom of Elmira, as well as the leadership of the Leicester Alliance. Right. Elmira is considered like not part of, is it still- it's not part of Fodland. Right. Okay, no. Yes. So Elmira is an outside territory. It's so like Fodland next to, yeah. So, so Fodland is very, um, there isn't like physically a wall around Fodland. Right. I don't think, but they treat it as if, there is right. like that they they're like very isolated they don't have great relations yes. uh, even though there's pretty good relations within the three regions they don't have good relations with the outside territories so yes. uh dagda almira bridget these are uh Srang. these are just a few of the other regions that they bring up um the the, the almirans are um or the well the almirans as well based on what what claude says um but the but fodlin is by Claude's estimation, certainly, and and when you play the Golden Deer route, you get a lot of this that yeah. like kind of portrayed as being a little, not, a little racist, uh, certainly prejudiced sure, against sure. outsiders. Yeah, because you know Almiron is their majority dark, darker skinned, mm-hmm. uh, and and also like can, like uh, when when we talk they're to a, they're a warrior culture, right? And, and when we talk to um the the race assistant, what's his name? I'm sorry, the which assistant the. The guy, the the dark skinned guy. Oh, that- Nader. Oh, we, oh no, you're talking about uh, uh, Cyril. Thank Nader you, is, is Claude's like advisor, right? Like yeah. because Cyril is also from Almira too, yes. right? And, and, and like you kind of get a sense that like he isn't used to a lot of like this how advanced things can be sometimes yes. at Garrick Mock, which I'm like, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing, bringing that up though. Cause yeah, definitely. No, like- but, but also like, but one of the things that like Claude talks about is that in Almira, he was like hated because he was different. So like, it, it's a two way street, right? It's a two way street. Yeah. There's like a, within this entire sort of fictional world, there is a lot of prejudice. Um, and Claude's whole, sort of mission is to like end prejudice. right right <laughs> uh, uh which is funny because like they he, claude is he kind of gets stripped down in a lot of things that people post about fire emblem to being a meme lord sure and that's sure. super in, not in line with who he is as a character i, I hear that yeah because yeah. he is like he is very charming He's very clever. I mean, Edelgard and Dimitri both seem so serious 
And Claude is a little more laid back. Yeah. He's a little more chill. He's kind of fun, but also he likes to poison people. <laughs> He's a schemer for yes. sure. Yeah. Um, but he actually is a very capable leader. And even in the other routes, like he's the only character who manages to walk away with his life. Like, even though obviously if you choose the golden deer route, Byleth has an incredibly positive impact on his life where he is actually a very capable leader. All of the main characters have issues with the church of Saros. Uh, But Edelgard is like, we need to overthrow the church. The church needs to go. We need to obliterate everything in order to start again. Dimitri is like, there's no way that we can do that. We need to keep the established institution, even though I have problems with it. We can't have this chaos. And Claude's like, maybe there's something in between. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. So that's that's my my soapbox about Claude and why I love Claude so uh, much. And it he's was amazing. And he's my favorite yeah, uh, so, ship as uh, far as Byleth goes. Love that. Um, before we, we, we get into why these two make sense, I just wanted to uh, give a quick anecdote of mine as well. Mm. Just, just talking about how... It, uh, initially, I was getting vibes from Dimitri at first, and mm. and and, uh, and so when I was playing it, I was I was like, oh, maybe I'm gonna go Blue Lions. Yeah, I was I, I was like, I, I was followed like, my heart. I had to go with Claude. See, see, so so like I went with Blue Lions, but then like as soon as like I started like going more into the game, I just couldn't help but be charmed by Claude. I know, and, and also and not just Claude, but like the entire house of. Gold, yeah, the uh, golden, golden deer. Because like they just all feel like a bunch of misfits. They're you know? so great. Um, they like, have the most commoners in their house. Yes. So, like, I just couldn't help but to start over that game. So mm-hmm. I think that really speaks to how like how his character has really taken off. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about why you would ship these two again. This is a social simulator. Uh, Byleth is the only character, uh, well, until the DLC, where now you can pay the uh, Wayseer in the Abyss to intertwine characters' fates. But it used to be that you could only choose who Byleth ends up with. And other than that, it's like, surprise, when you finish the game. (laughs) Like, any characters that have an A support, they could end up together. Right. Uh, You can figure it out a little bit from the status menus, but, um, but yeah, by and large, it's like, oh, didn't see that one coming uh, as far as endings go. Right. I definitely had a couple in my first playthrough with Golden Deer where I was like, really? I didn't think those yeah, characters interacted same. all that much, same. but here we are. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, in this game, this ship can only be 100% indisputably canonical if you are playing as female Byleth, uh, which is frustrating. Yes. I feel very bad for... Uh, that male Byleth cannot romance Claude. I feel very bad that male Byleth cannot romance Dimitri, yeah. especially because if you're playing as female Byleth, you can romance any of the house leaders. Right. Like you can romance Edelgard if you're playing as girl Byleth. As a matter of fact, I have a hard time seeing Edelgard as anything but attracted to women right. uh, based on my Black Eagles playthrough where I did, in fact, romance Edelgard uh-huh. because I could. I was like, this is great. I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um. So... I find that even without the support conversations and and within the support conversations with all of the various house leaders, that this game, it portrays the house leader no matter which one you pick. And I include Yuri in this, in the side quest. Uh, they are very strongly portrayed as all being 
in love with Byleth, at least flirting with Byleth. Like, have you played Black Eagles? Uh, yeah, I'm halfway through. Black okay, Eagles. so yes. Edelgard is in love with Byleth. Oh my god! Like, there's Absol- no other way, absolutely, to interpret totally, that. Yes, but so much of the Byleth and Claude stuff is Claude being like. Uh, you know, it it reminds me of Crom and Robin in Awakening yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, though Claude is more clever than Crom, but a lot 100%. Of, but a lot of it is the like, I can't imagine like fulfilling my dreams without you. Our fates are so intertwined. You're the wind at my back, the sword at my side. That's an awakening quote. <laughs> but you you know what I mean? Like it has that sort of vibe to it of of we we are a unit and we are better. Together. together yeah we we make each other better people. we make each other better people yeah so if you're into partners that are you know really uh complement and support one another but again this is going back to my claude is the only character who manages to not thrive but at least function and survive without violet's aid it's going back to that you have these two characters who don't per se need one another but they are better together. No, you're right. I Now that I think about it, it kind of feels like Edelgard and Dimitri, like, to a degree, like, because they're at such extremes, they kind mm-hmm. of need Byleth. They need Byleth. Claude doesn't need Byleth. Because otherwise, like, they're just so extreme that, like, things will just crumble around uh-huh. them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. This is why Claude is the best house leader. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can at me all you want about that. Uh, Claude oh, is the fight, best. Fight me. Fight me. Uh, no, I, yeah, I just... I really like this ship. I really, really just enjoy um, uh, pairings that are about two people that have their own thing going on. Right, they're, they're they're interdependent, not codependent. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they're I don't know their their support conversations are really great. I love their a support conversation where Claude sort of maybe it may be in the B plus one even where Claude sort of confesses to Byleth that like oh he shit doesn't, you have you have all these memorized he doesn't really believe in the goddess um yeah but that like he respects the the good parts of organized religion and uh, it's just it's really good and he's like oh but don't like tell people that and I don't know they're yeah. just really cute together I like them all right so um Emma, yeah. I'm very curious to know, how would you define the ship? What category archetype would you put this in? Oh, man. I mean, I think the the closest I can come uh, is, is I think we talked about this in episode zero. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is pure but shady and scary but sweet. Because, <laughs> like, Claude, again, it's that it's that facade of, and, and Byleth addresses this right away right. when they first meet Claude and they say, oh, he has a really easy smile, but, but his smile does not reach his eyes. Uh, which is so, very, intri- very it's intriguing. Very intriguing. Yeah. It's, a great, it's such a great line. It is. It's a really great line. And it really does sum up Claude very well. He is somebody that presents outwardly as being very open and easygoing, but in actuality, He's got a lot going on in his brain, number one. And number two, he is actually keeping a lot of secrets. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that. Uh, so he is actually secretly kind of shady. And again, Byleth is the ashen demon. But you read their likes and it's like being trusted and helping people. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's 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 talk about some uh, some sexy material Ooh, okay. uh, featuring these two characters. Now, it should be noted uh, that we are discussing uh, material that is both a uh, female Byleth. 
and also uh, male violence. Yes. Because it's equal opportunity. Even yep. if the game doesn't think it's equal opportunity, when it comes to doujinshi, it definitely is. I mean, that's what it's for. It is. That's exactly what it's for. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, here's the thing is, as we discussed in episode zero, most doujinshi gets distributed during these big doujinshi conventions uh, the biggest one being Comiket, and there's a winter Comiket and a summer Comiket. When summer Comiket happened, this game hadn't been released, I don't think, uh, or had been very recently released. Uh, so the doujinshi is just starting to show up now. A lot of it you can find previews of uh, with links to purchase physical copies of it, but again, uh, it's very expensive to ship stuff from Japan. So a lot of this is like stuff that we dug up from Twitter, stuff that we were able to find previews of. Right. So we're not getting in too deep, but fortunately there there's definitely material out there. Love uh, finds a way. Yeah, love finds a way. <laughs> um now here's the thing that's really interesting because obviously on on this podcast up to this point, we have only really talked about male male ships. And some of that is is because again, the male-male stuff, while it is certainly enjoyed uh, by gay men, yes, uh, it's actually written for women. Right. Um, it can be hard to find male-female stuff that isn't super male-gazy. Yeah, you're right. It can be really hard. Fortunately, with Fire Emblem, because I think there is such a large female fan base due to the social simulation aspect of it, um, you, there it's it's easier to find i think than other uh than some other things we're also talking about a character who's not super overly sexualized though female byleth is certainly more sexualized than male byleth like she's portrayed as having pretty big boobs right. uh, she and shows more skin she shows more skin yeah uh i mean it's nothing gratuitous certainly Absolutely um, not. there's no really gratuitous characters in this game yeah, the way like, that like, there was like Carmilla in um or Camilla in uh Fire Emblem Fates oh or Charlotte like yeah. I, I was glad to see no more metal bikinis <laughs> yeah uh but yeah um so uh, there's an artist on Twitter uh she is called I assume it's a she uh Zasha Wishi is her uh Twitter handle we'll 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 tweet it out for y'all so you can um check out all of her wonderful uh, comics that she does. It's not just Claude Lith. I feel like uh, she is somebody that played another route first. Uh, maybe she was like you. It seems like she maybe started with Blue Lions and then what? I don't know. There's something about this Claude and switched <laughs> over to uh, Golden Deer. Um, but uh, but her her art style is very like um, 80s anime. Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I really like it. Yeah, I like it. I super dig it. Um, she has one uh, and her stuff ranges from like sweet to pretty sexy there's a really good one that she has in there uh that and again this is all in japanese so we're just kind of guessing but uh where it's it's like an alternate universe kind of thing where claude is out at like a bar with what appears to be an alternate universe dimitri and sylvain and they're all like drinking uh and then byleth shows up at the bar and she and claude like dance it's like a club or something and then they end up like having sex in the bathroom it's very hot Ooh. uh but then the follow-up to it is like 
the next day he and the other guys are all in class and she's their new professor. So it's like a little bit right, right. Watch to the game. Yeah. That's another thing that I, that I like want to bring up as, as we go through some of this stuff is that there are some people that get real bent out of shape with Fire Emblem when you discuss anything with the characters in terms of sexual situations pre time skip. They're not babies. Right. The these characters with the exception of Lysithia are all at least 16. Uh most of them are 17 to 19. And then Mercedes is freaking older than Byleth. She's like 23 at the start of the game. Right. So there's nothing to get bent out of shape over. Uh I, I know that not everyone is having sex at 15 or 16, but if you watch the show like Sex Education on Netflix, most of those characters are supposed to be 16. Teens have sex. Sorry, not sorry. Again, Byleth is only a few years older than the student characters. Yeah, you it's, it's not weird. You've hit on this before. Like it's it's a it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. And and like, you know, it's this is We don't encourage teachers to hook up with their students. No, yeah. don't do that. But if you enjoy that in the adult content that you enjoy, that's fine. Yeah. It's a fantasy. It's yeah. not real. Like this isn't you can delete this if you want, but but I, I was gonna be like, this isn't like Shoda. No, no, no. This is not like a a Shota, Lolita, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. No. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then like Zashuisi has another one that's like in universe for Fire Emblem, but it's like way in the future. And I just, it's really cute because they show uh, like Claude and Byleth's kids and like Claude like goes oh. and puts like one of their babies to bed and it's real cute. And then he like comes back to their bedroom and Byleth is like in bed already reading and she's like, come get into bed with me. And then, you know, they hook up, which I, I like it when there's stories where like parents are still sexy. Yeah. No, you know what I, I mean? love <laughs> like, that. I love that. Cause I feel like we sometimes like can desexualize characters once they're in a yeah. parental role. Yeah. And so I just like when we don't do that. Yeah. Cause like, like I, I mean like naturally in the world, like when you get older, you're, I would like to think that most of us, we are even more in tune with our sexuality mm-hmm. and we're even more comfortable with ourselves. Yeah. And so like, obviously like you, you're not going to stop doing it. You not should, it. you shouldn't. No, yeah. definitely not. Uh, yeah. So that, that is, um, uh, some of Zashuisi's stuff. Uh, definitely check it out. So um, let's see. Yeah, let's talk about which, some of which, the. Which um, one was the first? One. Oh, the first one Clicking is on the, the one where like. Oh, it's Byleth, on the dragon. Yeah, where Byleth has like very hot uh, tights on and a garter belt. <laughs> right. I mean, those those tights are on the original character. Yeah, they are. Uh, not not as a garter belt though. No, no. Well, I mean, we don't know. We don't really see like what's right underneath. <laughs> right. Fair. Fair. That's fair. Um, and so. Basically, Byleth is having, um, Claude is taking Byleth on a ride on his wyvern, which is great. Love, I mean, great. Lo- I love that. That's a recurring yeah. theme love we the, see. Love the inclusion of the wyvern. Love the inclusion of the wyvern. And, and then they have sex on the wyvern? I, um, or no? unclear. Uh, no, it looks like they're on a bed. Okay, got it. Again, okay. like, we're, we're largely looking at, like, previews of Dojin, but. Okay, yeah, I don't that know. makes In more another sense. one of the ones, so this one is, uh, 
this one is by Unizo. Um, and then, no, I think it's in the um, the the one by Confectionery Communication uh, and Cuneo that, like, it looks like they do maybe actually have sex on the wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, these, yeah. Are, these are thin on plot. Right. Thin on plot. Uh, definitely more of just the, like, sexy yeah. variety. Oh, no. I like that one, though. Uh, no, the confectionery circle one is the one that I like because, like, she's real into it. Like, I I really like it when uh, lady characters are, like, kind of go after what they want yeah. sexually. Me too. You know what I mean? Like, Because yeah. it's, it's something that is, and again, it's part of that appeal of the Yowie and Shonen I stuff for young women is that there are no women involved, so you can choose which of the male characters you want to identify with. Right, the one that you're second-handedly experiencing yeah, the story through. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, as soon as you put a woman in the story, you have to experience it from her perspective by virtue of the fact that you are also a woman. Right, um, right. But yeah, in this, like, she definitely is like, yeah, like, there's there's a close-up of her, like, grabbing the his sleeve, like, the wrist of his sleeve, which is, like... Love that. Super hot. Uh, there's like a, uh, there's like good, there's good close-ups on hands, which I was talking with another friend about how he was like, when it's female gay stuff, there's a lot of focus on like hands and stomachs. Yeah. And like, just like more intimacy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. It's Ooh. not, it's not just Ooh, like. the hand stuff in this one is so good. It is very good. <laughs> um, But, but I will say, cause I, again, I was like really digging to make sure that we were covering um, stuff that was both uh, male Byleth and female Byleth. Dang, uh, there's a real good uh, male Byleth one, which is um, from Double Trigger, and the author is Atsu. <sighs> it's hot. Oh, I, yeah, I saw this one. This one was spicy. Oh, my God. It was one of those ones where I like clicked on it, and I was like, that might be good. And I was like, oh, I am very into this. <laughs> like, basically, they're at a party. Um, and they they sneak away kind of like Dragon Dragon Age Inquisition style. Yes, Dragon Age Inquisition style. Ooh, it's hot. And then Violet like Kabedons, which uh, if you don't know what the Kabedon is, it's like in anime where one character is like up against a wall and right. the other character like leans over them right. and presses it's their hand on also, the wall. Also very common in J-dramas and K-dramas. Yes, yes. Probably where they got it from, to be honest. I'm sure. <laughs> That's exactly where it came from. And then they just start like making out. Oh, it is so, so sexy. Oh, yeah. And and again, I just want to really, really commend the artist for uh, really knowing how to draw like a good torso on Claude. Oh, yeah. boy. He's also like very hairless. <laughs> Right, right. See, that that's actually something that I wanted to bring up. Yes. Is, is is like, do you do you see Claude as like not waxing, or do you see him as like someone that that's smooth? Hmm. I think it depends on where he's living. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I feel okay. like Lester Alliance Fodlin Claude is a little more like into manscaping, but like in Elmira, I feel like they're all about. <laughs> fully hairy men okay okay sure 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 that's a headcanon for you yeah right no no there. no i i i'm 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 with you on this like i i feel like it's in his character to like you know like he's he's like very he's meticulous enough yes where like he does care about like keeping it smooth oh yeah totally i, I, I feel that way yeah yeah um, <laughs> that's you know, amazing you know like, like he, he keeps his his chin strap very well kept yes yes he does yeah, it's interesting. I don't know, because I, I, I feel like it's interesting because you are dealing with, when you're looking at stuff where it's 
female Byleth and Claude versus male Byleth and Claude, how like the two versions of Byleth are portrayed a little differently. Absolutely. Because I feel like in all the male Byleth and Claude stuff, Claude's like very into it, but he definitely is generally portrayed as being in the more submissive role. Mm. At least in the stuff that I've come across. Yeah. I'm sure that there's plenty of material out there, fan fiction, doujin, whatever it is, where Claude is the more dominant one. Because in like the, in the, uh, the female Byleth and Claude stuff, because this is a ship that I am very into. So, you know, I, I may have read some some fanfic. In uh, advance. I may have read some fanfic in the past. I may be working on some fanfic <laughs> outside of what I'm about to read. Uh, <laughs> but, like, Claude is usually portrayed as being, like, very enthusiastic, shall we say, yeah. uh, sexually. Not that Byleth doesn't match him, but he's, like, I don't, I, I think there is a little bit of like a, a I don't want to say like a dominance fantasy so much as that it's like Claude is typically portrayed as being very confident sexually. And I think that that's like some of the appeal yeah. of this ship right. to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I uh, mean, I definitely got that straight for the first time I talked to him about you know, the class, yeah. his class, the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, also, just real quickly, um, and you should also definitely check out uh, this one by, what's their name? I'm sorry. By Double Trigger uh, and Atsu. Oh, yeah. Because, because like, there's one panel where, like, it's, where, where, listen. Where, like, where Claude is, like, on top of of Byleth and Byleth is like lying down and like Ugh. you have like the best up camera shot of like Claude taking his his shirt off and, oh. and like the it, art in this is so fucking good oh, it's so great it's, it's great it's this is it's real sexy I'm real into it and also like <laughs> Sothis is right there at the for end, some reason yeah. <sighs> whatever I'm into it I love it uh fantastic yeah so yeah I can't wait uh for this stuff to you know I don't want to support like illegally downloading things and yeah. like I, and like we discussed in episode zero. Unfortunately, that's kind of the easiest way for us to consume it because as soon as you do get into the realm of being able to legally download and like purchase and download this stuff, you get into mass market distribution and then we stop getting this kind of stuff. Right. Um, right. But you know, if if any of this stuff comes up in in full form, uh, you you know who to contact. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, real quick, let's rate the ship and then uh, get into some fan fiction here. So obviously 10 out of 10 canon, it can absolutely be canonical. Uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, it, in terms of me enjoying it. Yeah. It, it's interesting because I think canonical is like a lot more malleable here. It is malleable here because yeah, it's between, it's between a seven and a 10, I would say, because <laughs> even if you're playing as, as male Byleth where you cannot marry Claude, you still, I mean, Claude dances with you at the, right. at the ball, no matter which house you've chosen. Right. 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 I remember. Yeah. So I I think I'm going to give this canonically like a nine or a 10 just because not just because of their relationship with each other, but right. I think you're kind of selling me like the whole ending. Like it's kind of considered like 
a pretty decent ending. Yeah. Like out of all of them. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. As far as Byleth goes, like it's the ending where I feel like she retains the most agency and it elevates her to the highest level that right. she can be at. Right. Um, And I understand because it's like there's so many of the other ones. It's like they got married and they had children. I'm looking at you, Blue Lions. Uh, and there are some people that are disappointed that that's like not directly referenced in the Claude and Byleth ending. And I'm like, that's not what's important about it. What's important about it is the incredible partnership. And then further than that alliance that was formed between these two people. Is that your personal rating too? My personal of rating for this is like a 15 just out of making 10. Sure. Just, <laughs> I just love this ship. Okay. I okay. really do. Uh, yeah. And I am somebody that like, even though I identify as like, mostly straight like I'm I'm open you know what I I'm I think it's naive of people to be like I'm totally straight oh absolutely I agree with you we're um, all kind of bi yeah on kind of bi or at least like maybe a little pansexual yeah, yeah. like I'm attracted to the person not the gender right um uh even though most of I tend to gravitate towards men um but it's hard to sell me on um heterosexual ships it is because I watched too much stuff that was directed by Kuni Ikui Kuhara as a kid who who's a Sailor Moon director and also did Revolutionary Girl Utena, who believes that heterosexual love stories distract from the rest of the story and they are bad. Um, uh, an icon. Yeah, truly an icon. Uh, and so, and I see his point. Yeah. Uh, because heterosexual love stories can become real boring and really cliche. And, I mean, yeah. And just very... It tends to fall into a lot of tropes. It, I mean, especially in anime and JRPGs, to be yes. quite honest. Like, yes. Like, I, I, I complain ad nauseum to my friends about how, like, okay, like, it's always, like, the childhood friend. The girl is always, like, a pink healer or archer because, because, because they can't do close combat. Yep. God forbid a girl does close combat. Nope. Yes. Uh, and, like, uh, yeah. and the guy has, has blue of some type. Hair. Yeah. Yep. And so I think because in the Fire Emblem games where you have an avatar character, their dialogue is pretty much the same, whether they're male or female, that lends itself to creating a more interesting central character and more interesting relationships with the sort of main male protagonists. Right. Hence, like, Crom and Robin in Awakening or... Byleth with any of the house leaders in this game. <laughs> right. So just just real quickly, I will I will say, please don't hurt me on no, this. No, I don't care if you don't um, like the ship as much it, as it, I do. It, yeah, so as you shouldn't, um, I would say it's like an a seven or an eight for me. Okay. Just just because I I I mean I've talked to you before about this yeah. off, off the mic about how like I I don't think in any period when I was playing uh, Golden Deer. Like I, I love Claude as a character, and I think he's. I, I agree that he's the same amount of charming that we agree on. But like, I never like at any point saw him like blush at me before. Like he, he always just kept it very straight faced and was mm. and, and and like sometimes his dialogue is still be read as like you're a good strategy partner, not a partner. <laughs> yeah. Um, which <laughs> yeah. again, I understand because it's Fire Emblem and it's Nintendo. But, but um, yeah. Uh. I, I I was a little bit dis disappointed in 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 the ending and sure. just into the type of wording that was used to like for him to propose to you, mm. but um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Even though they made, and they made that more romantic in the English translation than it was right. in Japanese, which is interesting. Right. You know, I, 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 I think your criticisms are totally valid. And again, like it's, it's fandom. This is a ship yeah. of mine. I'm, I'm looking at it with ship goggles <laughs> yeah. and I'm also imposing my own viewpoints yeah. on it. Just let, just let Claude blush once. I know. You he's, coward. He's not really a blusher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know who else doesn't really blush very much? Sylvain. <laughs> right. Right. That's okay. That's true. He he also didn't didn't blush when he's not really a blushy during, one. If you end up with him, yeah, yeah. he's not blushy either. Yeah, I just like I just need a very <laughs> obvious sign that you are actually into me. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's whereas, just me being whereas a I'm like, cool. Yeah. We got witty banter going back and forth. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. let's let's get into some fan fiction okay. here. Uh, do you want me to go first or shall I go? I feel first? like I would be remiss to not let you go first. Okay. Get ready for this. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Byleth hoped her attempt at appearing unkempt and vulnerable would get the message across. Thought that perhaps the loud, deliberate clack of her locking the door behind her might suggest that what she had in mind was best left undisturbed. But Claude, be he actually ignorant or willfully so, kept about his business fixing them a pot of tea with nary a glance at the woman who, in her mind, was practically throwing herself at him. Claude, she cooed in her best attempt to sound fetching. (laughs) What is it, my friend? He asked, fixing his gaze on her finally. I, uh, she stuttered. She couldn't very well tell him. She just wanted him to look at her. I've forgotten what I wanted to say. (laughs) He strode deliberately towards her and sat down facing her at the foot of his bed. Gingerly, he pushed back a strand of her intentionally disheveled hair. Perhaps there's something I could do to remind you? Maybe he wasn't as thick-headed as she thought. I can think of a few things, she said, leaning into his touch and wrapping her arms around his neck. She pressed her mouth against his, coaxing his lips apart with her tongue and guided his hand to the drawstring at the neck of her near-transparent nightgown. Uh, teach, he gasped as her own hand traveled boldly towards the inside of his thigh. The tea. She kissed her way along his neck until her face was level with his ear. I could not have tea. (laughs) Oh. Also, that line is lifted directly from Scott Pilgrim. Nice. You're welcome. (laughs) Actual tea is piping hot. Oh, the tea is piping hot. (laughs) There you go. Okay. I'll just say really quickly, I I love the idea of of Byleth actually trying to be cute. Oh, yeah, I know. I thought that was fun. That was was a great layer that you added on there. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Byleth hears the sound of the carriage stop in front of the inn she rented for two days. Two days. Two days that, w- that they would have to stretch for as long as they could. Claude steps out of the carriage, tips the driver handsomely, and makes his way up to the stairs to her room. Byleth can see from peeking out of the curtains that Claude hasn't lost his physique from the days at Garrick Mock. He only looks a little bit more tired <laughs> from all the politics. Yes, the politics. The door opens. Hey, Teach, how are you? Claude suddenly feels Byleth's fist against his left cheek as he as that went as the pain also goes into his gums. Ah, okay, okay, I, I I deserve that. Two years, you said. Two years. A pause. Are you going to keep talking? Claude leans into Byleth. You're not just here for talking. We both know that. Byleth gets lost for a moment in Claude's eyes, a sea of emerald. She sees that Claude's smile has finally gone up to his eyes for once. Byleth jumps into Claude's arms, her feet wrapping around him as if 
loosening at all would cause Claus to poof into a cloud of smoke right there and then. Claude carries Byleth to the wall. No time for the bed. Would only get them the sheets dirty anyways. Laces come off. Strings come off. The time for words was over. The things people would say if they saw the silver-tongued leader of the Lesser Alliance acting towards the new queen of Fodlin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Again, this hashtag, by the way, if you're on Twitter and you look up the Cloudleth hashtag, it's a real horny hashtag. <laughs> it's mostly female Byleth and Claude, yeah. which I guess makes sense from the point of view of that's the only way this pairing can be canonical. But also, like, I don't know, there's a lot of good, like, male Crobin stuff. So maybe more will turn up as time goes on. I had to dig a little harder to find the male Violet stuff. But when I found it, it was really worth it. <laughs> uh, be sure to vote, uh, as always, in our, our Twitter poll. We're at NSF Weebs Pod on Twitter. Uh, for who's who's fic you liked better? Who had the, the better fic this week? Yes, was it the um, the inn? <laughs> yeah, or Byleth attempting to seduce Claude with a night with a nighty <laughs> with a sexy nighty. <laughs> Uh, thank you all uh, so much for listening. Again, uh, we are at NSF Weebs Pod on Twitter. Uh, be sure to, you know, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Yes, you can also email us with your fanfic or ships that you would like yeah, us to do. Yeah, ships you'd like us to see. Uh, it's, it's, do it's the same. on the podcast. Yes, yeah. and it's the same handle on Twitter, just with gmail.com, obviously. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But, okay, cool. I think that's, I think that about covers it. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, and everywhere at Emma Fife. You can follow me everywhere as one winged Chris. And we will uh, talk to y'all again next week. Stay spicy. (laughs) 